0: All right, day 244. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. Uh, We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. Okay, Uh, we're in Matthew chapter 9 uh, through 12. Mm. and. And the thing that struck me about this section is this is where the conflict starts, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, so, you know, we've talked about like last time, Matthew 5, you know, really 5 through 9 is this, um, the gospel is going to come in word, Matthew yeah. 5 through 7, Sermon on the Mount, yeah. and then deed Matthew eight and nine, right? Mm-hmm. And so eight and nine is Jesus is doing all these miracles, and chapter nine starts off, mm-hmm. and a guy comes in, and or um, people bring to him a paralytic, yeah. And the very first thing that he says is, "Yo, your sins are forgiven." Mm-hmm. And what I love about this is, like, the Pharisees start to talk to themselves, mm-hmm. and they say, "Yo, who's this guy to forgive sins?" And Jesus, once again, is just, you know, just these little flexes to show that he's God. Yeah. Interrupts the conversation that they have with themselves and Mm. says, no, listen, what's easier to to forgive sins or to tell this man that he can walk? Mm. And so that y'all will know Mm. that I am who I am. I'm going to heal him. And my healing him is not just to heal him, although it does heal him but it's to show this bigger truth right Mm -hmm. the miracles in scripture aren't just jesus flexing his muscle Mm -hmm. they're meant to point to a deeper truth of who he is yeah and after he does it cats get salty and this starts the beginning of the pharisees frustration with
1: him yeah absolutely no that's so good man yeah like the gospel is start, or the gospel as in the book, is yeah. starting to give hints that like, all right, he's not going to be received well by everybody. And right. you see the responses here of the scribal elite, the Pharisees, yeah. and just everybody who has a need. Remember we talked right. about last time, all you need is neediness, mm. the beatitudes, all of that. And so he does all these miracles. What I love, listen, no, the Bible is not um, random. Right? right, It's so strategic. Right. And one of the things we're going to see all throughout Matthew is he tells, he gives us insight into meaning by content and by form. Right. Right? Okay. So, in other words, it's not just in what he says mm. and tells you. It's the way he puts his narrative together. Right. That helps you understand, oh, this is what you mean. Right. So, for example, in this section and 9, yeah. he's going to, yeah, cast out demons. Mm-hmm. He's going to uh, heal the paralytic. Right. And he's going to heal blind men. Right. And if you go back to Isaiah 35, he talks about when the Messiah comes, when the messianic age comes, this is how you'll know. Then the eyes of the blind will be open. Yep. The ears of the deaf unstopped. The lame will leap like a deer. Right. And the tongue of the mute will sing for joy. And water will gush in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground will become a pool and the thirsty land springs. And he just brings all this up to say like, no, no, I'm telling you, I'm doing this. Jesus to show you that the Messiah is here. And this Messiah is not just a, a king, a man from the line of David. Like right. you said, he's Emmanuel. Remember earlier in, right. in chapter two? Yeah. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. Right. And so Jesus is going to do all these miracles to show that, no, 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 the kingdom is breaking in at this time. And this is what it looks like. Yeah. And it's crazy that the scribe, people who had the scriptures, yep. the Pharisees couldn't recognize them. Right. Yeah. 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 And br-
0: what I love about all of this is like time and time again through this, Jesus is going to repeat this one phrase I think that that people tend to that we tend to misunderstand and he's going to be like this yo your faith has saved you your faith has made you whole your mm. faith your mm. faith and we can tend to think that he's um commending faith as if faith is the fuel that got them to 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 where they went or 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 not the fuel but we could tend to. Take it as an application, like, Mm -hmm. oh, faith. faith. It's about all the faith that I have, and it's not that. Like, Mm. I think what you see is like this Jesus is saying, He's the one that's bringing the kingdom on, right? He's the vehicle through which we experience the blessings of God. Mm. And faith is our ticket to ride, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like Mm -hmm. everybody in these stories that come in weakness, they leave. Yeah. If they come in faith, they leave in wholeness, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, you go to the gate of a plane, and yo, know, the fact that I navigated through Hartsfield Jackson security, mm-hmm. walked to my gate, yeah. show them my joint, and get on the plane, right? All that work just shows. No, I have faith that I have a seat on this plane. Mm. My faith doesn't make that plane fly. My faith is the ticket to ride on that part Oh, that's good. So the lepers, right, kneel. The woman breaks through. The yeah. people ask for help. Mm. The centurions beg. What they're saying is, no, no, no. Jesus, we've worked our way through the airport security to get to you because we actually feel like mm. you're going to take us. And he's like, yo, your faith is your ticket to ride. Yeah. That's what saved you. That's
1: what's made you whole absolutely no yeah. that's a good way to put it man um yeah we can tend to have just that right wrong application like, right oh i gotta have more faith i don't right. have enough faith because this is not happening in my life right that's absolutely right in 10 he after he does all these miracles he begins to call his disciples right so he's going to get 12 disciples specifically yeah that correlates with the 12 tribes of israel yeah and he's going to send them out and he's going to say yo do what i did essentially right, right? he's going to say yo heal the sick raise the dead cleanse cleanse lepers." drive out demons, and freely receive, freely give. And he's just like, yo, your ministry is to coincide with mine. right? right? It's supposed to be a continuation of this. God is bringing his kingdom reign through people. Remember, the kingdom is not uh, just ethereal. It's not just immaterial. It's tangible. It's God wants to exercise his reign through people. He started with Adam. Adam failed, right? Israel all the way to Jesus, and now to Christians, right? And we're supposed to be agents of healing, agents of blessing, in the here and now, now the thing that we usually expect, everything gonna be all good, right? Jesus is like, yo, I'm letting you know now. I'm telling you on the front end, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be rough, right? There's going to be persecution, and yep. the thing I just came away with, bro, is and by God's grace, for some of us, you know, not in the same ways, right? Um, but there's going to be persecution, right? There's going to be some type of persecution, and you know, he talks about uh, just the way they're to have a cross-shaped life. And he's like, yo, man, like it may be ostracism. It may be ridicule and slander, right? Whatever it means, all he's trying to say is this. There's no Christianity that doesn't cost you something. That's good, bro. It's going to cost you something if you're really following Jesus. Yep. And that cost, right?
0: We don't think that we shouldn't think that our success relies on us bearing that cost like a chant." because in chapter 11. <laughs> yeah. John the Baptist is like, "Yo." He's G. like, "Hey man,
1: John the Baptist is the proof yeah. of what he said." Yeah.
0: And he's like, "Yo, uh Yo, Jesus, man, are you really the one or should we be expecting somebody, somebody else?"
1: else.
0: <laughs> and Jesus like right doesn't rebuke his doubting, right. but he's like, "Yo, no, no, listen. First of all, y'all go tell him what you saw." Yeah. You saw the blind raise, the lame walk, and all this. So, yo, even though you're in jail, John, and I know he said the Messiah would set the prisoner free, like, look at all the rest of the stuff that I've done mm. and know that I'm that guy. that guy. And then also to help people know or to help us know, too, that you know, doubting does not mm. um, exclude us from mm. what God would have us do. Mm. Jesus then goes to the crowd and is like, "Oh, John- There's nobody greater than, so he reaffirms John's place and position, even in the midst of his doubt, Mm. but then he goes right into a rebuke, and what he does is he sets up the difference. Good. And so he's going to say, all right, no, doubt is saying, God, I'm not sure if I can trust you, help me trust you. Yeah. But then he sets up, ah, but there's a group of folks that they don't doubt, they distrust. Yeah, Doubt is God, I'm not sure if I can trust you. Distrust is God, I'm sure that I can't. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, now nah, listen, it's going to be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah. And then you've got the little like blasphemy of the Holy, Holy Spirit thing at the end. he calls that the unforgivable sin. And yeah. it's not like, it's unforgivable in this sense, at least, and you can add to it. If these people are attributing mm-hmm. Jesus' exorcist, right, mm-hmm. the demon um evicting power yeah. that he's putting on display to Satan himself, mm-hmm. then these people are showing this distrust towards God and they won't experience forgiveness because they'll never come to Jesus for repentance. Oh, that's good. And this is how why God saying, no, no, look, look. This is why the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is different, because the only one that can save you, you're attributing his work in Christ to Satan, so you're never going to come for forgiveness. And because you'll never come to him for forgiveness, you're never going to experience that. Forgiveness,
1: yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think, yeah, one of the things he is trying to show is like, yo, man, my man John ain't even seen these miracles. Right. He was locked up early, right? He hemmed up, right? Y'all are seeing the signs, and y'all still not believing, right? So John is, in a sense, a mark of faith, in right. this. That he's not seeing, he's doubting, and he's he commends John, but he's saying, yo, it's gonna be worse than Sodom, than it was for Sodom and Gomorrah. He's gonna name all these towns right. and cities. Yeah. And collectively, he's going to talk about the elite in Israel. It's like, yo, I showed y'all. Right. I did the miracles in front of y'all, and y'all still yeah. don't believe. So, yeah, uh. there's this distrust right. and an outright rejection we're going to see yeah. as the narrative progressive uh, progresses. Chapter 12, last chapter here, um, more opposition with the Pharisees. Yeah. And they're starting to debate him about the Sabbath. Now, at the end of 11, he's going to say, yo, come to me all who, you know, uh, weary and heavy laden I'll give you rest yeah 12 opens talking about the Sabbath yeah and they're trying to debate him about the Sabbath the son is saying yo like I'm the one who really gives rest the Sabbath needs to be interpreted through my advent of coming through the earth to yeah. the earth and it's not about um, these kind of religious regulations that you guys are so stringent about now one of the things I've learned about the Pharisees is that um, many Christians tend to caricature yeah them and if you really read like the history of who the pharisees were it's interesting because it's like they're seen as like enemies and they are antagonistic to christ but you know they were um basically this jewish renewal movement right in the first century and they wanted to see the restoration of israel right and in fact out of all the jewish groups of the day and there's plenty of them. They were the ones who theologically were closest to Jesus. Mm. Some Pharisees, if we remember Matthew 3, got baptized by John. Yeah. Right? They believed in the resurrection. They loved to talk about the kingdom of God. Yeah. However, the irony here is, as monotheists, they're just surprised by the way in which a man could say he's bringing the kingdom of God. And they think, no, like, we need to purify ourselves by keeping the law and keeping the traditions and kind of amalgamating them together. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, like, no, no, no. I fulfilled the Torah. Right. You're saying you need to keep the Torah. I fulfilled it. And so we need to remember that again, like every group. No group is monolithic. Right. Because Paul says, I'm a a Pharisee. Right. And when he goes on trial in Acts 20, I think Acts 24, he's like, I'm still a Pharisee. Right. Just a Christian now. Yeah. Right. And so there's this idea that Christ has to be at the center. Listen, they were Bible scholars. No, no. Some of them had the Torah memorized. Yep. And so. so, Yep. If Jesus is not at the center of our Bibles. Right. Then we're missing it.
0: Yeah. That. It's possible to be well-meaning, but being well-meaning is not a vaccine against being infected with the wrong meaning, Mm, right? And they were well-meaning. They just had the wrong meaning. They built this fence around the law. And Jesus is trying to say, no, listen, like, y'all are concerned about the letter of the law. Mm. I know the author, yeah. Y'all want to build this fence? The spirit behind yeah, y'all yeah. want to build this fence about what we shouldn't do. Mm. I'm trying to bring y'all into the front door. Yeah, and they don't get it. But all that this conflict does is, by the end of Matthew 12, mm-hmm. uh, this opposition really just leads to the fact that you know Jesus has this open door policy. Mm. So he's going to end off all of this conflict with saying, "Yo, listen." You know, his mother and brothers come through and they're like, yo, can we get in? He's like, who are my mother and brothers, right? But mm-hmm. those that do the will of God. And so he ends this off yeah. saying, all right, look, there's people that assume that they're close to God by virtue of mm-hmm. right birth, by virtue of nationality, by virtue of mm-hmm. um, theological, precision. mental, yeah, precision, And yeah, and so what he's saying is, ah, there are folks that think that they're close for all those things, Mm. and and they should be careful on what they lean on that makes them think that they're close. Mm. But then when he's going to use this word, whoever does the will of God, what he's saying is, ah, there are those that assume they're too far away because they don't have those things. Mm. And what he's saying is, "No, no, no, there's a different criteria to be a part of this family so those that are far off shouldn't assume that god doesn't want them and those that already think that they're insiders should reaffirm on what basis do i feel like i'm i'm
1: inside or i'm close absolutely and just yeah to end off man he brings in this theme subtly just about yeah whoever does the will of god and that means anybody not just israel right right? he's Mm. going to bring up jonah and say yo nineveh repented that's it he's going to say solomon in his, his glory days, the queen of the south yep. came from the other side of the right, world right, right. to see Solomon. Yeah. And they were Gentiles. Mm. And so he's just saying, like, this kingdom is coming. The least likely Israel would have never expected. <laughs> right. Gentiles, people who were far from God, quote unquote, to come. But Jesus invites us all by yeah. his grace. Amen. Yeah.
0: Amen. Father, we thank you that we... Now, those of us that are reading this text are a product of your work here. Thank you for sending your son to live the life that we couldn't live and to endure some of the most frustrating uh, conflict and arguments in order to make it clear that your kingdom was meant to break forth in this earth in a particular place and time, but it was meant to spread over the face of the whole earth. Would you remind us of the blessing that we get to be caught up in all of that?